Section 14 of Prayer by Ferriol Girardi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11 Vocal Prayer and Mental Prayer. There are two kinds of prayer vocal and mental prayer. Number 1 Vocal Prayer. By vocal prayer is meant any prayer we recite with our lips and this is usually done according to some special formula all christians habitually recite vocal prayers such as the our father the hail mary the apostles creed the acts of faith hope charity and contrition the daily office which the church prescribes for her clergy and religious also the prayers of holy mass are chiefly taken from the psalms and other parts of holy scripture the prayers used by the priest in the administration of the sacraments and in blessings are also vocal prayers the church has moreover enriched many vocal prayers with indulgences they who devoutly recite such prayers derive therefrom a double benefit the benefit of the pious prayers themselves and the indulgences attached to them almost beyond computation are the prayer-books published for the faithful containing beautiful prayers in honour of the blessed trinity of the blessed eucharist of the sacred heart of jesus of his passion of the blessed virgin mary saint joseph and other saints and the holy angels for all occasions and all kinds of wants such devotional books if properly used are great helps to prayer especially during the mass and other divine services and when going to confession and holy communion the majority of men are not able to pray long without being led away from prayer by thoughts foreign to the subject of their prayers hence the use of a prayer book helps to rivet their attention to the divine service to the object of their prayers this is especially the case with those who but seldom pray and with children these latter if they do not use a prayer book at mass and holy communion usually act like quite a number of their elders and spend the greater part of the mass and other divine services in turning around and gazing about the church and in doing almost anything but praying as to vocal prayers whether recited by heart or read from a prayer-book there is great danger of their being devoid of merit and efficacy because they are frequently said without attention and hurriedly and with a desire of soon finishing them this is the case not only with persons who hardly ever pray but more especially with those who are accustomed to recite many and long vocal prayers it is not the quantity or the length of the prayers we say that will profit us but their quality or the manner in which they are said the pharisees were wont to say many prayers but our divine saviour said of them this people honour me with their lips but their heart is far from me mark chapter seven verse six of some of us jesus can truly say these persons address to me very many and very long prayers but their mind their thoughts are far from me 
for they pray only with their lips but their mind hardly gives me a thought for it is occupied with other things such prayers are counterfeit and worthless vocal prayers to be good and genuine prayers should be said first with attention that is we must think on what we are saying to god and on what graces and benefits we are asking of him secondly since we are speaking to god it behooves us to pray with due respect reverence and confidence and not hurriedly to finish our prayers quickly and thirdly we should say them earnestly and fervently with the intention of doing our part to obtain all that we pray for and should not expect god to do everything for us without our making any effort or exertion on our part as has been fully explained in previous chapters let us bear in mind that one our father well recited is better and more effective than a hundred or more recited without attention or hurriedly and carelessly the saying or recitation of the rosary partakes of the nature of both vocal and mental prayer the rosary is composed of the very best vocal prayers the our father the hail mary the apostles creed and the glory be to the father and whilst reciting these excellent prayers we should reflect on the principal mysteries of our holy religion if we thus say the rosary we may lawfully make use of this devotion even whilst hearing mass on days of obligation provided we pay special attention to the principal parts of the mass the offertory the consecration and the communion and we shall thereby obtain many graces and benefits through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary the mother of god number two mental prayer one mental prayer is prayer made with or in the mind not according to formulas but prompted by what we have previously reflected or meditated on and found to be adapted to our spiritual wants a general experience proves that many vocal prayers do not bring much if any profit to our souls and this for several reasons to pray well and therefore profitably and efficaciously we must pray not only with attention humility confidence earnestness and perseverance but we must pray also for those things that are necessary or useful to our salvation but as st alphonsus declares comparatively few persons among those who have recourse to prayer actually know the special needs of their soul because the majority for want of due practical reflection do not know the real wants of their soul nor the manner in which they should pray for them to possess this necessary knowledge there is need of serious reflection or meditation serious self-examination and appropriate practical resolutions and fervent petitions to god for grace to keep said resolutions followed up by genuine efforts to carry out these resolutions all these requisites are to be found in mental prayer only in what is usually called making meditation in mental prayer god enlightens us concerning our duties our shortcomings our spiritual wants 
concerning the resolutions we should make and moreover through our appropriate prayers and petitions he imparts to us the necessary grace and strength to keep our resolutions faithfully and to persevere therein this may seem too complicated to many but should not discourage them let them read attentively the following pages and they will be convinced that every one possessed of a good will can make mental prayer in a more or less perfect degree hence let every one take courage and make up his mind to try his best to make mental prayer and he who earnestly perseveres in trying will succeed and will find mental prayer greatly profitable to his spiritual interests and a most powerful help to his salvation two let us suppose that you have a vacant and untilled field full of various kinds of weeds and with a soil hard and dry you wish to cultivate it and render it productive to do so will require both time and plenty of hard work for you will be obliged not only to cut down those weeds but to root them all out and to render the ground soft and well fitted to receive seed and bring a good crop to maturity all this will require your constant attention and labor for the sprouting of weeds and the attacks of the weather the bugs and the insects besides the necessary attention to be bestowed on the growing crop will keep you very busy that field represents your soul which owing to the consequences of original sin is like a wild untilled field full of weeds and having a hard and dry soil that is possessing no relish for things spiritual and full of evil inclinations and passions surrounded by all kinds of dangers and almost constantly assailed by the world and the devil you must struggle almost without intermission against your evil inclinations and labor earnestly to root them out unless you do this you will be liable to become a great sinner for man is so weak and helpless of himself that there is no sin no crime however great into which he may not fall if he is not restrained by the grace and mercy of god hence holy job tells us that man's life is a warfare upon earth job chapter seven verse one how shall we know our evil inclinations and the means to overcome or root them out how to obtain and use these means unless through mental prayer mental prayer is necessary also to enable us to combat and conquer the external enemies of our soul that is the world and the devil and to discharge our duties towards god towards ourselves and our fellow-men three it was for the purpose of obtaining this knowledge and of finding out the means of success in this spiritual warfare that saint augustine was wont to pray lord grant that i may know myself that i may know thee this twofold knowledge is necessary first we must know ourselves who and what we are our origin our final destiny our duties and obligations our weaknesses helplessness our shortcomings 
our needs men are usually satisfied each with himself however full of great faults each one seems to have nothing serious to reproach himself with and what is the reason of this because no one ever makes a serious or thorough self-examination each one easily sees his neighbor's faults but is ever blind to his own each one is always ready to examine the conscience of his neighbor but never his own and if he does it is only superficially in order to contrast his supposed good qualities with the shortcomings of others hence few only are those who are aware of their faults shortcomings spiritual misery and the needs of their soul to acquire the necessary self-knowledge there is need of serious reflection and examination of conscience concerning our thoughts words and actions we should try to see ourselves as we are as others see us in order to find out our weaknesses they who neglect doing this will hardly be aware of their spiritual needs for instance a man who is puffed up with pride usually does not acknowledge it and will not pray for and strive to acquire humility without which he cannot be saved a man who is very irritable and addicted to impatience will pray for many other things but will never think of the necessity he is under of praying for patience and making serious efforts to overcome that dangerous fault a miser a gossiper a backbiter a mean selfish man will not earnestly pray for grace to overcome his ruling passion or do all in his power to root it out such persons do not seriously study themselves before god and therefore in their prayers they never think of praying for what they need the most in order to overcome their pet and most dangerous faults but they usually pray for what is neither necessary nor useful to their salvation or if they do pray for it they are not disposed to do on their part what is necessary to secure the success of their prayers for in order to know ourselves we have also to know our relation our duties towards god and what is required to fulfil them god is our creator our lord our sovereign infinitely perfect infinitely powerful holy wise good just and merciful he possesses boundless authority over us for we belong wholly to him we should know what he has done for us how much he loves us how we absolutely depend on him for all we have and all we are the fearful malice of grievous sin the frightful punishment it deserves and be well penetrated with the eternal truths our final destiny and the means of securing it death judgment the eternal rewards and punishments all this we should not only know but be so intimately penetrated therewith that such knowledge should become the rule and guide of our conduct these all-important matters the truths of faith are seen not with our corporal eyes but with those of our mind and can be properly contemplated and examined and become our guide 
only by means of mental prayer by means of practical meditations the man who does not reflect lives without knowing whither he is going and how he will end hence he runs a great risk of losing his soul for he gives but little heed to the truths and means that will ensure his salvation how can we know god in his infinite perfections and his boundless love and benefits towards us if we do not seriously reflect on them how can we appreciate the importance of salvation the malice of sin the value of divine grace the necessity of prayer to fulfil our duties if we fail to reflect seriously and practically on these truths a person that does not make mental prayer that is does not practically reflect on spiritual subjects is cold and indifferent towards god lacks uprightness of intention and usually acquits himself carelessly of his spiritual duties for he is not accustomed to perform them with a lively sense of the presence of god he is very much like an ordinary workman who is usually remiss careless and slothful when his overseer is out of sight can this be otherwise without the practice of mental prayer our soul greatly resembles a parched garden in which the flowers fade and fall the plants wither and everything looks wretched and barren he who fails to devote frequently if not daily some time to serious reflection and self-examination dries up the source of pious and salutary thoughts of the spiritual unction imparting relish for the works of salvation and consequently fails to receive the abundant graces giving life energy and fervour to his mind and will such a one has reason to address to himself these words of the psalmist my heart is withered because i forgot to eat my bread psalm 101 verse 5 that is because i failed to nourish my soul with the bread of holy meditation and prayer in short he who does not make mental prayer becomes dissipated in mind seldom thinks of god and usually performs his devotions through mere custom and with but little fruit at most and what virtues can we acquire in this way faith but ardent faith requires the nourishment of both reflection and petitions humility but how can we become humble without studying ourselves and our perverse inclinations and our helplessness and if we do not truly know ourselves how can we correct our defects and moreover without serious practical reflection our charity our patience our obedience will lack the supernatural sap which raises our works to god and our virtues will be only apparent rather than real and solid merely natural instead of supernatural as they should be in order to please god and deserve heavenly reward and secure our salvation hence gerson celebrated for both his great learning and piety does not hesitate to say that he who does not meditate 
that is does not seriously and practically reflect on the matters that concern his salvation cannot without a miracle lead a truly christian life five experience whilst showing us that the neglect of serious reflection on the concerns of salvation is the reason why so many neglect their religious duties and go astray into paths more or less sinful and remain therein for many years wholly regardless of their salvation also shows us the effect of serious reflection self-examination and prayer in so many sinners even great and obdurate sinners who are sincerely and thoroughly converted during missions retreats and lenten courses how does this happen such sinners who hitherto had never reflected on the wants of their soul and its sad state are aroused by sermons and prayers to serious thought self-examination and almost compelled to make appropriate resolutions to give up sin to confess their iniquities and earnestly to beseech god for mercy and strength to amend their life they had previously for want of serious reflection and self-examinations gone astray and now urged on by god's grace they have reflected seriously examined their conscience and returned to god and to the path of duty and salvation if after their conversion they continue frequently to reflect seriously on the principal truths or mysteries of religion on the importance of salvation renew and practice their good resolutions and pray earnestly for the grace to remain faithful they will persevere but if they grow remiss therein or even fail altogether in the use of these means they will surely relapse god out of mercy sends to the sinner at least now and then remorse or qualms of conscience in order to induce him to repent if the sinner is faithful to this remorse and begins seriously to reflect on his wickedness he will soon proceed to examine his conscience and become aware of the sad state and danger of his soul if he perseveres in this he will pray fervently and receive all the graces he needs for his conversion and amendment and this happy change is the result of his practice of mental prayer end of section fourteen